0: And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Canada Hoops. It's your boy, Matty. We appreciate your continued support. Keep sharing and downloading us. We're back with a big-time guest today. Today's guest represents Mississauga, Ontario. He is a former Gates Gator, St. Bonaventure Bonnie, and Orlando Magic, where he started a five-year NBA career after being drafted 19th overall in the 2012 NBA draft. He has played pro in China and is currently playing in Korea. And you know he is a longtime veteran for the senior men's national team for Canada basketball. Everyone, make some noise for Andrew Nicholson. Andrew, thanks for joining us on Canada. Heaps, man.
0: No problem. Thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, we uh, we took a while to line it up, and uh, it was a grind, but we made it. We're here, and uh, we appreciate that. Uh, how are things, man? Just let our Our Canada hoops listeners know how you're doing and uh, where you're at right now.
0: Yeah, things are going very good. Uh, It's been a busy off season for me uh, off the court. Uh, It's just been opening a lot of uh, a lot of businesses, uh, franchises. We're opening a gym. uh, Nonprofits doing good. Just been you know still training um, in the mornings and doing the the entrepreneur stuff in the afternoons and just relaxing in the in the evenings really.
1: Nice, and uh, if I'm correct, I think the restaurants are, are Max's York. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, Max's North York and uh, Korean Express North York. So it's um, South Asian cuisine, Filipino. Nice, and uh, they offer uh, um, we have a Filipino bakery, which is the Crane Express, where we do you know bubble teas, you know, exclusive Filipino desserts, you know, coffees, and all that. So that's been uh, steady running for the last few months.
1: Nice. Uh, how did that love of, you know, food and, uh, cuisine come for you just kind of being overseas or you've always kind of enjoyed that stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm playing in China, I visit, I visited the Philippines, uh, many times, you know, right. food's really good. Uh, one of my, one of my close friends and business partner, um, Clyde passes, he, um, uh, franchises a lot of these, uh, these chains so initially i did it for the investment but you know after i tried the food i was like you know the food's pretty good it's really good actually so um it was a no-brainer just to have my first two restaurants and uh, it's doing pretty well so far
1: yeah i can see that on instagram i like seeing that uh i can tell you're putting in a lot of work with that um and you're back from your your season uh finishing up in korea how was the year over there just kind of let us know how your season went how your team season went and um you know just give us some thoughts on your year there
0: that uh, season was very good it was very good actually uh, living there was fun uh we made it to i actually had a, a back injury that put me out for for a month so right. and even even with that we still made it to the playoffs uh lost to the uh, the runners up so i saw, came back in around april and right. then i just started doing these uh these business ventures up here
1: cool man that's cool to hear um well if we can let's run it back a bit Andrew you know what was life like for you growing up in, in Saga City you know how did basketball start to become a passion for you and you know did you play other sports as well just kind of take us back to the start for you man
0: yeah this growing up in Mississauga was fun um obviously yeah, I went to Gates you know we had a very strong basketball team mm-hmm. uh in the Gators uh two two to the uh, um Championships there, which was you know big for the school. Um, mm-hmm. Mississauga, obviously, this is my home, so I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh, yeah. Just after that, you know, I went to uh, Saint Bonaventure. I wanted to be somewhere close to home, right? And uh, somewhere which was going to be, you know, offering me a very solid education. So I chose there, uh, stayed there every summer, and uh, eventually made it to Orlando, and I'll you know, play five years in the league. Mm-hmm and five more years in Asia, and now I'm here.
1: And now you're here. uh, So when you started loving the game, um, you know, and and really finding basketball as your passion, you know, who did you look up to on the basketball court? court, Who game did you really like, man?
0: Honestly, um, I was using basketball to get me where I needed to be in life. So I didn't really love it initially. Right. I saw the opportunity that it could bring. So uh, initially I wanted to go to school to be a doctor. I wanted to go to med school and I saw basketball as a vessel to, you know, get me a free education to get where I wanted to go. Right. So I didn't under, I didn't know I was going to be in the NBA until maybe my third year in, um, in college. Cause you know, my coach sat me down. I obviously I had a, a bunch of accolades, you know, rookie of the year first team and all that. And he said, no, you're good enough to be a pro. So I kind of transitioned uh, my, my focus to, more basketball while doing school at the same time which was not easy because right. i was taking a very a very demanding uh course load during the my, my tenure in university so initially i was a chemistry major and then i, I switched to physics because i wanted to have a lighter load during the season
1: <laughs> yeah and,
0: you know i did i did summer sessions every every summer just to you know get ahead you know worked on my game a ton and then Enabled me to have the uh, offensive skill set that I have now. It's all repetitions and, you know, just just touch and having a knack for the game. And that's uh, something I try to tell the the youth who are part of our 44 Hoots program. uh, Don't let don't let the game use you. Use the game where you need to be, get you where you need to be.
1: Yeah, that's a great message. I know, like, um, I think when I asked that question, you know, just kind of starting to love the game and, you know, who did people look up to? You know, they go to you know the game as being the first thing first. Uh, you know, I think that's a great message. You're clearly a baller and a scholar, and uh, I did see that you had a degree in physics from Saint Bonaventure. I just think that's really cool that you know you're preaching that to the youth that hey, let's let's use the game as a tool to set you up down the road. You know?
0: Yeah, I think 'cause, because you know basketball is very it's a very finite career in our lives. You know? It's, right. It seems it seems really big, and it seems like everything while you're playing. But then, you know, when you look at the grand scheme of things, you know, it's a very small aspect of your life. So that small window of opportunity is what you need to you need to seize when you're um, when you're playing. So I really want hope most of these young ballers can can see that, right. and you know, make the sport get them where they need to be because all too much we see the sport. Chewing people up, spitting them back out, and then they got nothing else to do, right? Sure. You know, the reason why I'm, I'm slowly transitioning into the business aspect of, of of life, you know, you know, managing all these assets that uh, that I have now to, you know, make life even more easier in the future. And I've always been a big investor since 20, 2014. Cool. So I've always put away. My rule was 75 percent on money I'd invest, the other 25 I'd live and you know have fun with. Right and because I've done that I've accumulated you know a great amount of wealth through my investments you know I know the market's down now, but right. I'm more sure for the long term so I really want uh people to understand that aspect of you know using the game to get you where you need to be
1: well, you heard it here first uh, I know we got some youth that uh, like to listen to every episode you know be smart with your money let the game uh, help you and get an education and invest wisely and it'll pay off down the road. Andrew Nicholson told you so. So, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I just wanted to kind of touch on your time at Gates, Andrew. Um, yeah. You know, you it was successful. You know, you were starting to play the game, not take it too serious. You know, but at what point in high school playing at Gates did you start thinking like, yeah, you know, you're – you know i can take this to the next level get my education paid for like was there a moment where just kind of really clicked for you
0: yeah um initially i was gonna go to york it's funny okay (laughs) i was gonna go to york university but i had a lot of u.s coaches come up to see me right so i graduated in 07 i did four years uh, that was my final year of um, high school so once i got my degree you know, I was told there was an opportunity for me to get a free education. So I was like, you know what, let me come back a fifth year. So I came back a fifth year just for the basketball season.
1: Right.
0: And, and then that season, you know, I did strength, I did uh, strength and conditioning. I did some like elective classes just to keep me busy. But, um, because I already, I already had my degree, uh, my, um, graduation in, in high school. So, um, I kind of focused on getting my body right for the next level, which was college. Right. But I started doing, uh Roy ran his pet program where I met my trainer now, you know, Thomas Lamb. I've been working with him for over a decade. Cool. And, um, yeah, so once these coaches started approaching me, I saw the opportunity. I was like, hey, you know what? Let me just stay a fifth year and, you know, go down south and, you know, get an education and become become a doctor. But, you know, obviously the game had other plans for me. And, um, you know, I seized the opportunity to to essentially become a pro right and uh just uh you know I'm very grateful for you know the opportunities and blessings that i had but that's really when the light bulb hit it was my fifth year because okay. once this once the season was over i just you know i stopped going obviously because i didn't really need to go because I, I graduated the year before and i just continued to work on my body and just you know get exposure to where i knew I wanted to be
1: you mentioned york uh initially thinking you were going to go there for so once you know the uh the notice and attention picked up, you know, what was your recruitment like from NCAA schools? Just kind of take me through that and, you know, why uh, <clears throat> you ultimately chose St. Bonaventure.
0: You know, oddly enough, I didn't get a lot of U.S. schools, but I did have a couple mid-majors. Right. Um, but I had one high major, but, you know, um, St. John's was, was the high major, but they weren't really um, sold on me. And, uh, so I ended up going to St. Bonaventure. It was funny. We ended up playing St. John's. I hit a buzzer beater on them. So nice. that was very, that's very gratifying. <laughs> no doubt. But, uh, no, uh, St. Bonaventure really sold me because, you know, they built a new sides program and I, um, wanted to, you know, be a part of that. So that's really what sold me there. And they had a rebuilding program. So I knew going into that, there was really going to be no pressure, but once I started playing there, you know, I wanted to make an impact and make a difference at that school. So right. I ended up you know making myself a goal right right when I um towards the end of my freshman year I was like you know I want to get my number retired here and, and change the program. And you know 4 years later I was able to let that happen yeah the hard work and the, the sacrifice that I uh, that I did.
1: Yeah, you uh you brought up a point that I had written down um you know your number 44 was retired at Saint Bonaventure. Uh, that's got to be an amazing feeling knowing that your name and number is forever enshrined, um, you know, when you mm-hmm. look at your, your time there, you know, what, what do you remember most both on and off the floor being a Bonnie man?
0: Oh, the fans, man, They're the best fans in the country. Right. You know, I'll argue with anybody with that. Yeah. <laughs> the best fans in the country, you know, small town, Olean, uh, super loud, rowdy, always there for us. Um, you know, it was a small town, so there was very little distractions. Right. Um, the town is like maybe thirteen thousand people at the time, and you know Walmart was like the the, the going into the city and doing something, you know. Right. So it's really not nothing to do there. So I was able enab- I was able to focus more on my craft and focus more on my my schooling, which was a good reason why I picked uh, Saint Bonaventure as well too.
1: Yeah, when you had a lot of uh, individual success, you were the twenty twelve A ten player of the year uh a ten rookie of the year in your freshman season um you know, and you just uh you made a mark in that conference there's a, a lot to hang your hat on and then um the a ten has always had a lot of Canadians over the years too, which is something that I think is is really cool as well man
0: yeah absolutely
1: um so you know we talked a little bit about going pro and having that opportunity what did you? You know, what moment at St. Bonaventure, uh, you know, you realize that the NBA was very much a, a reality for you. Take me through that. You know, you're starting to get an agent, maybe work out, you know, feedback from NBA team. Just talk about that, man.
0: Yeah. Um, my coach came and told me, you know, we got some, uh, I forgot who came for it. I'm Oklahoma City. Uh, they said they wanted to come watch us practice. Right. And I was like, oh, shoot, really? You want to watch me? So it was – uh and, and it was an honor so after that had a good practice word got out and then more more teams started coming and then more teams started coming to our games and stuff so right. um, but that's when i kind of knew that you know i was in the spotlight and i was able to you know uh i was able to you know have, basically have potential to to get to the next level and, and my coach obviously encouraged me to do it as well too and that's really what uh the, Got me uh, ready to go there my fourth year I hired my agent now, you know Andy Schiffman, Mark Ste from priority. I'm still with them cool. and, uh, they got me through twelve workouts and uh, you know I started off mid second round before the workouts and after the workouts, I ended up mid first round so right. uh, those workouts definitely helped propel me to where my stock was that year in twenty twelve and, and yeah, I was just super excited to get there
1: what um what just take us through, you know, the workouts? Because I know those are somewhat legendary, just in terms of the grind, going city to city. Um, you know, how do you stay mentally focused and and sharp as you just try to set yourself up through that, man?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, during during that time, I was doing homework too, right? Because it was my fourth year, I was trying to still graduate, so um, right. it was tough. Going city to city, I wasn't used to that, but it was something I had to do. You know, it was something I had to do. Something I was. You know excited to do and then but eventually you know clearly it all paid off and i'm, and I'm glad it did you know right uh, there were times where you know you just wanted to be home and just go back to school and just be comfortable but you know you, you gotta you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable that's what's going to make you you know stronger and get to get to be a better person you know on and off the court so right. i kind of embraced that and uh yeah it all worked
1: did you have a sense that Orlando uh, really liked you? Like, um, you know, what was their discussion with you prior to the draft?
0: Yeah, I had a great workout with them. But, um, you know, I knew I was definitely big on their list. They were looking for my uh, for my position. Right. And I uh, uh, kind of had a hunch that I was going to go there. And I was happy to go there. Orlando a great city.
1: Right. What, um, what was draft night like? Did you... Stay uh, back home to, to do the draft or did you go? Uh, what was the draft city that year? I don't, I can't recall.
0: Yeah, I actually did it here at Real Sports. Um, okay. Like I said, you know, I was pretty new to basketball. I didn't really, like, I know it's a big deal to go to to New York and you know, be on stage. And stuff, but that was really um, something I wanted to do. I just wanted to do it with my you know, close friends and family up here. Right. And um, I was just happy to be able to celebrate that moment with them.
1: That's cool, man um so you get into the league you start with orlando obviously uh is there a wow moment that sticks out when you're first uh making your way through the league that you're like man like this is another level is there uh, something that you know sticks out to you
0: I guess the travel you know 82 games is a long time right you know, in college you're usually playing 30 games in high school you're playing about 30 as well too but 82 for a long stretch of the season is really long and grueling so that's really what stuck out to me but uh being able to you know experience that for the first time you know you, you learn to adjust you know eat right sleep right right take care of your body you know to get what you need to get done done and that's what got me to get to where i needed to be
1: cool and then you played in the uh, rising stars Challenge your rookie season as well right at the all-star weekend
0: I did. That was fun being a part of that in Houston. Yeah, being part of the you know the best rookies and sophomores in the in the league. It was definitely an honor to, right. to be a part of that game or something I'll never forget.
1: What um, I've always been curious, just with guys out of Canada for uh, the NBA, as, as we get more and more Canadians in the league, you know, as you go about your season, are you always aware that, um, you know, you might uh, you're going to be playing a guy from Canada that night do you like you always make time to kind of make a point of that and show love and just catch up
0: yeah yeah when we see each other you know we say what's up yeah uh, yeah we've played with each other for a long time right so we're we're not strangers essentially
1: right um so you know you kind of finish up in the NBA five years um and you go to China you know just um describe playing there you know on and off the floor and you know, just embracing new cultures, man.
0: Yeah, it was tough. Uh, initially, you know, obviously being in China is a complete 180 from living over here. But right. it was something I had to adjust for. It was either the point of two ways that either you you sulk and complain about it, or you try to embrace the culture. So right. I tried to learn the language, tried to try the food, tried to experience what China was really about, and that made it so much easier to live there.
1: What, um, you know, I think a common theme for players, you know, playing overseas, especially kind of coming from Canada, we've always been sort of the people that can kind of embrace new countries and cultures. Um, I think that's something that tends to be easy for us. Um, you know, just is it ever daunting to do that or you just now nah, you just settle in, and you know, the basketball side takes care of itself and then you try to embrace the other side as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm from Toronto. Toronto's a very diverse uh, city, right. so I've been, a, I've been a, you know, exposed to that. Uh, I've been was, I was exposed to Asian culture, all cultures, actually. So uh, being able to, you know, experience it, you know, right there. Um, and, it's, I mean, it's, obviously it's a lot. And there's some similarities, but also a lot of differences. But right. actually seeing the raw culture there was something I was, you know, excited to see and be a part of.
1: Cool. What um, And then, you know, you went to Korea. Um, you know what? Is there a league you preferred over the other, like uh, the league in China or the league in Korea? Just kind of talk about maybe the differences there and even the style of play.
0: Yeah, the league in the league in uh, China is obviously better, but the, the living in Korea was not even comparable. Living in Korea was the best. Right, yeah, it was very easy. Very, very um, amazing culture, amazing food. So there's pros and cons for for uh, obviously both. But I basically just focused on the pros and just enjoyed my time there.
1: Right. Um, If we can, we'll get into Canada basketball stuff, Andrew, and on Canada hoops. We love to talk about the program and the national team, especially with guests who have played for and represented Canada. And you've done just that consistently throughout your career, being a part of some great teams alongside some great teammates. Um, You know, I'm curious with your Tremendous career and accomplishments. You know, where does you know playing for Canada basketball rank for you amongst uh, everything you've done, man?
0: It definitely ranks high. You know, being able to you know, play for your country and see different parts of the world that you never would imagine you'd, you would see. Right. You know, it was it was, it was an honor, and I love doing it. I, I love playing for them. I'll always, you know, remember everything that uh, you know I've done with them, and uh, I definitely. Um, Excited to be a part of the the program.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you've been instrumental in helping pave the way for, you know, many other Canadians to make the league and play for Canada. Um, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, and it's been well documented how the game and talent has grown so quickly in Canada. You know, do you take a little pride in knowing that you're part of that movement? You know, like in your opinion, um I guess in your in your thoughts, you know, what do you, you know, what do you think about uh, the growth in your role, man?
0: Um, I mean, yeah, you know, we were part of the, the group that started to, you know, get to the next level to pave the young way for these, uh, uh, young the younger generation. Right. And I'm definitely uh, appreciative and proud to be a part of that, you know, wave. And uh, I'm glad to see that, you know, Canada's getting more recognition. Uh, well, yeah, Canada's getting a lot more recognition for, you know, our basketball.
1: What, um, with your time with the program, the national team, you know, you got some maybe favorite teammates uh, from that time, perhaps a couple guys that you didn't know that well and then were able to really develop a relationship uh, with them from your time with the, the national team?
0: Oh, I mean, honestly, the good thing about the national team, everybody got along with everyone, so I don't have a particular favorite. So I was just, you know, being involved, being involved with everybody was, right. uh, was, was my favorite part of, of,
1: of doing that. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, you played for Jay Triano, uh, icon and legend, uh, both as a player and a coach, and then you've also played for Nick Nurse. You know, um, if you can, maybe just kind of talk about the difference in their coaching styles and just kind of what they did as, as leaders for the team.
0: I mean, as leaders for the team, you know, they, you know we appreciate everything that they've uh, done for us and continue to, to do for us. You know, they have played a huge role in our, you know, success in the past. And right. We're just, we're just grateful to have them as, uh, just coaches and leaders, you know, they did a good job of keeping the team together and leading us in the, in the right direction.
1: Right. Um, I just wanted to touch on really quick, you know, the the tough uh, tournament last summer in Victoria. Um, obviously, the result uh, was not what uh, everyone wanted, and especially you guys as a group. Um, you know, you, you made the sacrifice. You made the commitment to play after doing so for many years. Uh, I thought you were a key piece uh, in the success in Victoria. Um, you know, what was... What was the discussion like amongst the players uh, after the tournament? I know uh, I read Corey Joseph spoke up. You know, being the leader, he is just if you can just kind of take us inside the uh, the locker room a little bit and what was what was sort of talked about, man.
0: Um, I, everyone I is just appreciative for everybody for who who showed up. You know, right. like you said, it's a sacrifice to be away from your friends and family and during the summertime to play for your country and. uh, we're just you know, appreciative for every single one, you know, players, staff, you know, office for taking the time to, you know, apply for your country. You know, that's a game of basketball. You know, you win some, you lose some, you just got to you know, take it and then, you know, learn from that, uh, learn from that loss and then just wait until the next opportunity comes. Just prepare for that.
1: Yeah. Well now recently, you know, there's kind of been of a, a blueprint to have sort of that three summer commitment and, uh, They've announced sort of a a summer core, you know, barring injuries and contract situations. Um, So the buy-in and the commitment uh, seems to be really high. And I've followed the program for a long time. Uh, And I know you're close with a lot of guys. Do you get that sense as well? Like everyone's really ready to put the program, you know, into the the next Olympics?
0: Yeah. I mean, I sincerely hope so. Yeah. Um, All we can do is just see, you know, if – it's going to happen.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the recent World Cup qualifiers have been successful, you know, so it would appear that, you know, all hands are on decks, you know, next man up kind of thing to ensure we qualify and we have that uh, success moving forward, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, I I agree.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I kind of prepped you or asked you about this, um, I like to ask guests, you know, if they've got sort of a, a top five of all time for Canada basketball. Uh, anybody come to mind that you think might be uh, in your five
0: top five? Like,
1: yeah, just players, uh, or it could be favorites or guys you think maybe you <laughs> or women that have done a lot for the program.
0: Um, I Partic- I, honestly, I don't have a top five. I'm, I'm just appreciative for everybody who, who comes and shows up every summer. You know, it, it is a sacrifice. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I know as a longtime supporter, I've been sort of, you know, just um, following the program, supporting it. Uh, you know, going back to 2000, watching Steve and those guys, rowing, playing the Sydney Olympics. Um, you know, so I've always... Really appreciated everyone making the time to do that. I know it hasn't always been easy. Um, Absolutely. You know, and you're, you've done that over many seasons, man. So, you know, as I guess I, on the behalf of the Canadian basketball community, you know, we'll, we'll thank you for doing that as well, man.
0: No problem. Anytime. I, I, I really enjoy it.
1: Um, Man, any shout outs or thank yous before I get you out of here?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, just Honestly, just thanks you for don't have me on the podcast you know it's good to talk about these uh these basketball ventures involving canada yeah uh and yeah just uh look forward to uh, watching the growth of the canada basketball uh, watching the growth of what we're doing for our our community you know our our facility that we're building hopefully we can you know continue to change the dynamic of basketball in the gta for sure. and uh non-profit looking forward to you know um, helping to raise the youth of uh, the GTA to get to the next level of uh, of basketball and also, you know, using the sport to get them where they need to be and not being used by the sport.
1: Right. Well, we, uh, we truly appreciate you joining us on Canada Hoops, Andrew. You know, thank you for everything you've done for Canada basketball. You know, much love to you, and we wish you all the best.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate that.
1: You bet. That does it for another episode of Canada Hoops. I want to thank the Saga City legend, Andrew Nicholson, for pulling up. Thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, let us know on Twitter and Instagram. Continue to download and share us. We appreciate the love and support. Keep supporting Canada basketball. We will see you on the next episode.
0: Thank you for listening to Canada
1: Hoops.